Aloha, welcome to the Art of Being podcast. I'm your host, Patty Hoyt. This podcast was created to listen and share transformative stories from beautiful beings whose lives have been affected by either mental or physical challenging circumstances, which they not only overcame it, they are actually thriving today. I went through my own mental and physical health journey, which I overcame after many years dealing with it. Today, I'm healed and have transformed my life around. That's one of many reasons I became a life coach. I'm very passionate about helping others on their journey. I hope after hearing these raw and inspiring stories from these beautiful and courageous beings, it will give hope to someone we're still going through their own mental or physical healing journey. We hope it will inspire and motivate people to keep going with their healing. I believe sharing is caring. Share this episode with someone who needs to hear. Enjoy and aloha. Aloha, beautiful beings. Welcome to one more episode of the Art of Being podcast. I am thrilled to chat with our next guest, Diana Gramian. Diana inspires go-getters to achieve even more dreamy, delicious results while having more fun through her speaking, coaching, and cooking. Diana loves helping hard workers work smarter for faster and easier transformation with the next level skills that last a lifetime Welcome, welcome, Diana. Thank you so much for having me, Patty. It's so great to see you. Great to see you. And we were having a conversation. We're going to talk about some burnouts that you went through and how it affected you and how you overcame. You're now thriving and being this beautiful being out there and helping others and inspiring others. How did this all start it, your burnout? Yeah, well, I, I want to share um, a little bit about where I, I am right now. Um, you know, now I have two businesses. I'm on the brink of starting another one. I have grown a team. Um, I've been able to achieve more than I expected this year. And I never expected that to happen, Patty, because earlier this year I was burned out. So right around February, March, early this year, I wanted to give up everything. I wanted to give up on um, on BNI. I wanted to give up on my business. I wanted to give up on everything. I just felt overwhelmed and unsupported. It was like there were a million things that were running towards me, and like I just couldn't handle it all. Um, and I could start to see uh, me start to lose my hair, and that's happened to me before. So back when I lived in New York, there was a time where I was opening nine different restaurants in two different states, all on the same day. Um, and on the day, the opening day, I found bald spots in my head, like right here, a huge bald spot. One that's like, you know, you know, like sometimes you're not paying attention to yourself when you're busy in the morning, like you can kind of not see anything. This one was like the size of a quarter. It was like right here, couldn't ignore it, you know, and it was, it was kind of my body's way, I believe, of telling me like, hey, you can't ignore me anymore. You're going to see this and, you know, like that whatever was happening, I had to stop ignoring what my body was saying and when I finally gave myself the chance to listen this was you know back when I like four five years ago almost now when I finally gave myself the space to listen I realized 
oh, I'm not doing this right. I'm, I'm working really hard. I'm in my early 30s, but I have as much illness as a 60-year-old woman. And there are people, I've reached a great level of success that's notable, but there are people who are more successful than me. And they're not sick like I am. And to me, in that moment, I realized that meant, okay, that must mean that there's another possibility, another way of being that's not me sick to reach this level of success. Because there was a part of me that believed, you know, that many of us believe, especially when we're immigrants, uh, when we come from that kind of background, that hard work equals success. Yes. And it was clear to me, I was willing to work as hard as I, as I needed to, but why was it that I wasn't reaching the higher levels of success? If I was really that willing to work so hard that I was so sick, I, I mean, shouldn't I have been at another level? And, I, and that got me curious. Instantly, I'd say when you're burned out, have you ever gone through burnout, Patty? Yes, I did. And yeah? Yeah. Yes. And that affected me tremendously. It was in my physical body as well. And mm. it, it took me a little while to figure out that what I was having in my physical was related to the burnout, was related that I was like forcing myself to keep going, even though my body was saying like, wait, 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 hold on stop what are you doing right and then it's like similar to yours like physically it started affecting you right and so that happens like twice here in hawaii and also in new york did it happen at the same way physically was always like in your hair or did it have yeah yeah so typically so the easiest when it, when it happened in New York and when it happened here, some of the signs that showed up both times for me were hives and then also hair loss. And I think some weight gain as well was, was part of it, you know, but, but what I'll say about, about those different things that, because, you know, your, your physical manifestation of burnout is going to look different from mine. But a couple ways that we can kind of understand or see that maybe this is related to burnout is by understanding stress a little better. So the way that our stress works, right? So when we're, when we're in a stressed out state, what happens is our body goes into survival mode and to survive, it, it, it realizes that it has to focus on all the short-term things that are immediately surrounding us right now so we can get out of this situation. And what that means is it shuts down a lot of the body's long-term well-being and function that's required for us long-term. So for example, like if we're worried about, are we going to survive right this minute? We're less concerned with digestion because it doesn't matter if we're going to digest, if there's no body to (laughs) feed and to to serve, right? It doesn't matter if our immune system is up, if there's no body to serve us, right? To, To actually be alive. Sure. And so what happens is a lot of our longer term function for well-being, our immune system, our digestive system, our, our circulation system, some of these other areas shut down their long-term processes to focus on the right now. And when we're in a state of prolonged stress, what happens is we're in a state of a, a prolonged shutdown of those, those long-term systems, our, our immune system, our digestive system. Uh, and so it's very common for us to see issues that kind of pop up in um, with chronic illness, with um, immune issues, autoimmune disease becomes very common. You know, so I don't know what your burnout looks like. I don't know what other people's burnout looks like. But if what you're seeing 
finding for yourself is more autoimmune. It's mm-hmm. more, uh, you know, like you're finding yourself having digestive issues. You're finding all these different things. It might be that your body is talking to you mm-hmm. about stress. It might, and, and the thing too, Patty, so I don't know about you, but it was like my body sent me a whole lot of signals. And it was like the hair was the one where I was like, hold on. Can't ignore that one. That's that kind of thing, right? Yes, it's funny, huh? Because it sends signals, like little signals. The body sends little signals, yeah. but we tend to ignore them. You know, it's like, oh, here it is. Hello, there's something. Pay attention to this. And we like, no, don't have time for this. I don't have time to pay attention to this, right? <laughs> and then we keep going and pushing. And then it keeps, it's almost, I feel like it's almost the signals start getting like stronger and stronger and stronger to the point that like, there is no way we can ignore anymore. Like your hair, boom, right? It's interesting you're talking about because yes, it does go through different, for different people, manifest in different ways. And even for me, Back in the day when I had my my burnout, the physical things that happened to me over there, some of the things that happened to me, it didn't happen this last time. Uh, I still had the physical pain like in my body, but back then I didn't have the digestive problem, which in 2019, I did have the digestive problem. And, and it was new for me. I didn't know how to recognize that right? I learned how to recognize the physical pain. And then out of the sun, I do have a physical pain, which I still ignore. <laughs> I was like, I forgot how it was, you know, the burnout. I was like, yeah. oh, I forgot. This is the signal that I need to pay attention. I'm like, I ignore. And then a new thing came on, which was like you're saying, the digestive system in which for me, it didn't happen. So it was completely not familiar. And I went through like, in 2019, I think I went to your three times with pain in my belly and digest. I I got completely blocked and they wanted to do a surgery right then because I was like, he's like, you're blocked. And then eventually did a a CT and they saw that I was almost blocked. It wasn't a hundred percent. So they sent me uh, home with a bunch of stuff for me to take. And, but it was, I was still searching for what is the problem Physically, what is this problem physically? Not thinking that was mentally, not thinking that my actions was not in alignment to who I was, right? That part I was ignoring. I was looking for a doctor, you know, who could do a colonoscopy of me, who could do, who can physically fix me, the issue that I was having physical. Forget about the other issue, the mental. Yeah. You know, I love I, that you say that, Patty, because I think so often, right, like what makes us what makes us stand up and take notice is the physical. And it's when and it's it's the realization that like we don't want this thing to happen that makes us kind of stop and start to pay attention. And typically what we're trying to do is solve the symptom. We're trying to eliminate the symptoms instead of re- eliminating the root cause. Right. So that for you. Right. It's like looking into a colonoscopy instead of looking at like why what is going on in my body? Like what, what happened around this time to create this sort of response inside me? And I think that that's, that's one of the tips that I, I think is really important as we're understanding burnout is it's, a, it's really about starting to pay attention to our body and listen to what our body is saying. And, 
you know, Patty, you talked about how at first it's kind of like a whisper and it gets louder and louder. Kind of like when you gain weight, you know, and your pants fit a little too tight. You're like, oh, that button's a little harder to fasten today, you know, and like you can pay attention then and nip it in the bud and address the issue there. Or you can keep letting it go, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe you need another pant size or maybe another pant size or however that goes for you. And then maybe eventually there'll be something that, that causes you to listen. But it's, it really is until we make the decision to listen, everything is going to stay the same. So wherever you are in your body right now, you know, pay attention to where maybe you're not listening as much as you can be. Put maybe a little more attention into that to really see what is my body telling me? Because our body is a perfect reflection of what is going on um, for better or worse. You know, so that, that's, um, that's how that kind of works in, in my mind. Now, outside of just noticing the physical stuff, right? So oftentimes what I find uh, when we burn out is that it's like our to-do list is like a million pages long and like we can't even get it all done because it's so overwhelming. Have you felt that before? Yes, so true. Oh my God. That was one that was the busiest ever is one that happens. Like, I don't have time for this. I need to be healthy because I have, yeah, like you say, a to-do list. Oh my God, no. But is that normal? Like we think I don't have time for this, you know, like this physical discomfort is happening, but we see this to-do list. I'm like, no, come on, take a pill, do something to get better so I can tend to my to-do list. Oh my God, yes. It was when I was the busiest, craziest in my business. You're so right. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's common. And so what what it's a for me, what it's a realization of is being in that place of I'm so busy, I'm so busy manifests that kind of reality where we mm. feel overwhelmed and all those different things. And the truth is, none of us have more than 24 hours in a day. None of us. Sure. We all have the same amount of time. And so similar to going back to like how I thought about my bosses who are more successful than me, we can look in that moment and say, okay, there are other people who are more successful than me, or there are other people who are doing exactly what I'm doing and they're not overwhelmed. So what is, what is the difference? What what is it that I can do that they're not doing, right? Because what's happening and we're coming from the place of I'm sick, I don't have time to take care of myself, look at my to-do list, We're we're very focused on what's missing instead of looking for what there is that's available to us. And so it's, it's about making that mindset shift away from the to-do list and the health problem and say, okay, if I'm gonna prioritize my health, if I'm gonna choose my health myself here, then something on the to-do list has to go. Mm-hmm. And there are other people who are more successful than me, same level of success, and they're not working like I am. So what are they doing to work smarter instead of working harder? And so to me, it's also looking at that, um, the mindset of like, is there a part of me that believes that for me to be successful, I need to work harder? Is there a part of me that believes that for me to have more of what I want, that it's about what I do, do, do? And when, because when we're coming from this place of I need to do, 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 we're we're acting from a place of lack as if we're not enough right now to receive what we would love. Mm. So when we switch in perception of our to-do list to, okay, there are some things on this to-do list, like I'm going to have to make time for a doctor's appointment. I'm going to make, have to make time for my health. Something on this list has to give. And what I see that as is not that tension or that like lack of space that we're feeling is opportunity for expansion. So when we're feeling like our time is fully constrained, okay, 
we can't we can't expand our time, right? We can't expand in 24 hours, but we can expand our awareness of the time. And we can choose instead how we're going to approach this expansion. And the thing is, if we don't create space, it is gonna blow. Mm -hmm. So we we have to decide what are we going to create space for and what is the time for us to let go of. Oftentimes what I find with the to-do list that we have is there are things on the to-do list that are not things that we really want to do. They're more like mm -hmm. obligations or things that we feel like we should. Do you have any shoddy items on your to-do list? How do you oh my God. Yes. Say, oh, you LDY. <laughs> yes, that, that, that should do. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And that, yeah. The, the items that is uh, on should, I feel like it are the items that I drag the most to actually do it. It's like, yeah. I kind of keep postponing because like, I know I should do it, but it's like, oh, it's, it takes so much effort to do that task. It's almost like this is an obligation. So I have to do it. I should be doing this. Yeah. If I don't do this, I won't be successful, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's tough. So how do you, how do you well, notice your energy that? on that? Oh. Notice your energy on that. Okay. How do you feel about it? So as soon as you talk about that task, where does your energy go? It goes down. Oh, I don't want to do that. It feels like so much work to lift myself to do that, right? And mm -hmm. so it's a play for us where we're not being efficient. We're not being efficient. We're spending a whole lot of energy, not only in keeping it on our to-do list so that it continues to drag us down, mm -hmm. but also like, like just in terms of like constantly having to think about it. It's like this weight. It's like a thing that we're dragging along. Like I got to eventually get to that thing, you know? And it's like, it affects our energy. Mm. So what so you're saying should be on your to-do list. You're saying that if we look at our to-do list and then really look at every single item and see how do you feel? Like when you read that to-do list, how do you feel? How do you feel? How do your body feel when you yeah. look at that? It feels like ugh, yucky, like low vibration, low energy. Then yeah. We should just remove it. We need to assess. Okay. So whenever we have any of those things that are low energy feeling for us, before we remove it, you know, sometimes there are things that are are shoulds that require us to do them in order to have what we really want. But it feels shoddy to do the thing. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it could be we need to look at what's the outcome of me doing this mm, okay. and think about, do I want the outcome or is, is the outcome something I'm doing out of obligation also? So is this like a PTA meeting where like, I'm just saying yes, because somebody asked me and I told my friend I would do it. So I'm going to do it kind of thing. Or is this like a, oh, I should get my books in order. And that's important. And like also affects my business in a positive way. So whatever feels shitty, we need to look at and really decide, is this, is this something that ultimately even the result drags me down or doesn't feel like something like, is, is this an old part of me that I'm holding on to something that I thought I should do kind of thing? Or is this something that moves me in the direction I want to go in and the task itself feels annoying. And so if it's one of those, right, so we can see whatever doesn't really feel good and like the outcome also doesn't really feel good, probably not a place. But if the outcome is something that we want, we have the space to redirect our energy on it. So we can focus on like, like for example, if we're talking about bookkeeping and we don't want to keep our books, right? It's like, but this makes it so much easier for this or, you know, like I want to know what 
how much money I made this month so I can celebrate myself. You know, like we can shift the energy of, um, of what it is that we're looking at. So instead of focusing on the action of it, we can focus on the reward or the thing that we get at the end. And that's a good shift in perspective. And that, that changes the energy on it. Yeah, um, I love that. The other way we can do it, the other way we can do it is to delegate the task away. Mm. So we can also delegate it away, right? And this can be good for tasks that no longer feel like they serve us, that the mm. outcome is not going to serve us. And it can also be the task that we, that we know we value and we can prioritize delegating those first. Right, because we want to get those done, the things that we know are in alignment with what we value, we can ask for help. Now, notice, right, as soon as we talk about asking for help, the, the immediate paradigm that comes up is, but nobody does it as well as me. It's faster for me to do it. Do you hear or feel those sometimes as I'm talking about delegating away? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because that is like, I, I see that a lot in uh, entrepreneurs that they build their business by themselves, right? So now, like, now I'm going to hand this part of my business, you know, this task to somebody else. What if they don't do as good as I do? I hear this a lot from entrepreneurs. Yeah. So how can we overcome that? Because yes, I delegated this year some parts of my business and I like, felt so good. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So good, right? <laughs> but before you're like freaking out, like, oh my God, how am I supposed to trust somebody? All that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So let's talk about that because as entrepreneurs, that's a totally normal feeling for us to, to go through. You know, we start this business, we're on our own, we're loving this like ownership that we have, right? And then there gets to be a space where there's opportunity for us to expand. But us as a container with our time, we only can hold and have so much. And so this point of burnout to me is really a point of expansion. This point of feeling overwhelmed where there's too much on your plate is actually a point of expansion. It's not a place for you to dial back. It's actually a place for you to expand. And how we expand is by removing some of the things that are on our plate that don't need to still be, don't need to still be us. So I look at this as what are some of the low level tasks that we can delegate away? Maybe it's sending emails. Maybe it's, it's automating something. Maybe it's, it, we have to look for some place where the outcome of never having to do that again feels good. So for example, like Patty, as you were delegating, you know, maybe you delegated some tasks that you were like, man, if I didn't have to do that anymore and somebody just like magically handled it, that would be amazing. Oh, yeah. Did you, did you delegate some tasks like Yes, that exactly that. Like, that. Oh, I, I didn't have to do that. Yes. And I, I, it really made me so happy afterwards. Like, holy moly, I don't need to do this anymore. But it's being done. Yeah, freedom. Yeah. So that is a feeling if you're feeling burned out, and it seems impossible to get some help. That is a feeling that you are going to get on the other side. But it, in order to do that, it requires a little bit of upfront work. And so there is a little bit of in, initial investment of work that we have to do in communicating exactly how we want things done. And so mm -hmm. I said, remember that burnout to me is an opportunity for expansion. I think that when we're burned out, we have the opportunity to step into a greater leadership because we have the opportunity to communicate our desires and what we want, our standards to somebody, and then uphold them to that standard. We're building leaders. We're building ourselves as a leader because now we're building a team behind us who can help us. Mm -hmm. And we're also allowing for ourselves to communicate and get better at communicating. And so, yes, the first time you're going to delegate a task away, it might not go perfectly. It might not be the most perfect thing, right? I, I mean, but what, what really matters is the long-term, so again, it's looking at that long-term outcome. 
is the discomfort of spending an extra 30 seconds instead of you doing it yourself, teaching somebody to do it is, is that time right now worth you never having to do that again, you having that 15 minutes back for the rest of your life. And so we need to, we need to weigh our time value and say, okay, this 15 minutes right now, this 30 minutes additional time it would take me to set this up right now is going to save me time in the future. So to me, it's about like re-looking at our priorities and seeing where, where is it that this doesn't need to be my responsibility anymore, that it can be somebody else's. And I look at it as I never have to do that again. And I look at it as I'm becoming a better leader mm-hmm. because I'm allowing myself to delegate, to ask for help, right? And that's another, that's another one where that's a big paradigm that comes up when we're in burnout is a resistance to ask for help. There's a whole lot of shame and mm. like self-judgment that we go into, especially me, right? I'm a coach. I teach on burnout and crisis. So imagine when I got burned out earlier this year, I was like, oh my God, like how embarrassing. I teach people not to do this and it's happening to me. You know what I mean? So it's so normal for us to have those feelings of like, oh no, I'm embarrassed that I feel this way. I'm overwhelmed. I can't ask for help. But as long as we stay in that mindset of I can't ask for help, we're staying in a constriction. We're, we're feeling that, that green growing edge, that opportunity for us to expand. And we're saying, no, I can't have that. No, I can't do that. So it does require a little bit of initial investment to, sh- to shift this. But what really is happening there is we're shifting the strategy for the long term. We're putting a little bit of extra work in here to focus and say, okay, what are the things that I need to prioritize that need to get done that I don't want to do anymore? How can Mm -hmm. I delegate those away? How can I ask for help? And the thing is, when we ask people for help, leaders step up. Leaders fill in that space. So simply by you asking for help, you're creating, you're calling leaders out. You're asking them to step up and show you who they are. And it's an incredibly powerful process where you get to find your team. You get to find the support, but you can't find that until you ask for it, until you ask for help. So So I take it that you asked for help and then you got a support system. Yeah. So that was how like this year to start a second business, I I leaned on a business partner. So I have a business partner. We have a, a virtual assistant who works on that. I was able even to grow my virtual assistant team and assign more things to them. How I look at it now, um, coming on the other side of burnout, is anytime there's a task that I do repetitively and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay, I can do it and it's great. But if I could pass this off and teach somebody else how to do it like I can do it, and if you can't teach somebody how to do it like you can do it, then again, it's a look at how can I be a better leader? Because leaders are able to replicate themselves. They're able to teach what they do. And that's, that is the value that you as a leader create that creates followers for you. You have an intrinsic inherent value in you. And when you can, when you know how to share that with somebody else and you give that to somebody else, Mm -hmm. oh man, they're hooked. They can't get enough. They want even more. So that That also builds you a team that makes, that feels valued by you. They know that they know that what they're doing really brings value to you. And so you as a leader, get to be even more powerful, stronger, and attract more, more people who are like-minded, who also want to grow into leaders. That's awesome. That's very cool. So tell me, um, do you have any tips when, because I think being, feeling that shame when we are in that dark spot and asking for help, 
uh, it's a big thing. And sometimes uh, we can be in that shame and even get into a darker space, right? So do you have any tips for people to get out of that shame mentality and then actually really ask for help? Yeah. When we look at shame, secrecy, and those sort of things, what we're really talking about is loneliness and isolation. And what we're doing is we're choosing to self-isolate ourselves, right? We're choosing to take ourselves away from other people, disconnect from other people. And that's part of why we feel so alone. You know, we're complaining about being alone, but then we're also perpetuating this, the, the, alone, the loneliness when we, when we constantly are going into shame. So I'm not saying, you know, I mean, for me, like I'm at a place where I am public about it and I, I share in a larger state. If that's not you, share with somebody you love who you can trust. Share with one person, you know, share with somebody who's gone through it. Reach out to me and ask for help. You know what I mean? I talk to people all the time about burnout and, and the limiting beliefs or the, the mindset that can kind of keep us in there. You know, you don't, it doesn't have to be a whole public thing where you tell everybody, I'm burned out. <laughs> you know, if you're not comfortable with that yet yeah. you can tell but you need to ask you need to reach up if you want to get out you need to be able to reach up mm. because by by taking your hand away by saying no I'm in shame I'm in secrecy I'm alone in this nobody can help me nobody can reach you until you put the hand up in a place where you can trust and so it doesn't have to be you know like maybe you tell your mom maybe you tell your best friend it doesn't have to be like like this huge announcement to people But um, what's that saying? Like, like uh, a burden shared is a burden to have. Ah. And laughter shared is laughter doubled, right? So when you share a burden, uh-huh. we are able to release it. it. It doesn't feel quite as heavy. And in the same sense, when we share laughter, when we share joy, it gets doubled. So whatever we feel like we're holding on to that's way too much for us right now, how can we share the burden and allow ourselves to feel a little lighter? And simply that energetic release of telling somebody else, that gives you a little bit back of that energy. So you can look at your to-do list and say, oh yeah, that thing's not really serving me anymore. Yeah, you know, that's right. That's not really something I want to do. So wow. yeah, reach out for the connection in a way that feels safe, mm-hmm. that you can trust. And use that, use that too to realize like if you just keep doing the same thing, you keep isolating, feeling in shame, fighting what you're going through, you're just going to get more of what you've been getting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And for me, it has a, some self-judgment, right? So until we oh, yeah. we be compassionate towards ourselves and that ease that judgment, then we are able to, you know, extend our hands and ask for help. But when we are like in that really self-criticism and, and judgment, is it's hard. Because if we are judging ourselves, how... Can we ask for help? We, we think they're going to judge us. And in the reality, they won't. But uh, we are judging ourselves to begin with, right? Wow. Yeah, this is a great uh, a message and uh, to send out there. Diana, if anybody, somebody wants to connect with you and have a conversation about this, continue this conversation, what is the best way for them to reach out to you? Send me a DM on Instagram or on Facebook. I love to just connect with you. If you just want to have a conversation, you don't have somebody that you can turn to or you want a total stranger to hear it, so you can release it. It still works. That idea of a burden shared is a burden have. I'd love to have your burden and you know, give you a little bit of space. Think about where, what do you want to prioritize? Who do you really want to be? Because I think that, the, that what starts out looking like a burnout nightmare is really the opportunity to be 
the leader of your dreams. Mm, I love that. Yes, uh, I love. Thank you so much. That is like a perfect way to end this podcast because, you know, and I one thing that I always say in this podcast, I really believe the more we share, the more we heal. And also sharing is caring. So thank you so much, Diana, for being here with me today. I truly appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Patty. Thank you for sharing this message about the art of being with the world. Oh, thank you. And if you beautiful listeners uh, resonated with me and want to have a soul chat with me, head over my website, www.pattyhoyt.com. It's P-A-T-I-H-O-Y-T.com and send me a message. Or you can follow me also on Instagram at Coach Patty Hoyt. Until we meet again, remember, be the light and feel empowered. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Art of Being podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, send this episode to them. Until next time, aloha.